We begin each year with such great expectations, and Pastor Lisa and I are doing a series of sermons on those great expectations, what God expects of us and what we can expect of God in this new year. I hope you noticed in the opening sentence of our scripture passage this day that all the people were going out to John the Baptist with the expectation that he was the Messiah. And he says, no, I'm not. He said, there's one who's more powerful than I, who's coming after me. I only baptize with water, but he will baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. I, I need to confess to you, there are just whole days and weeks and stuff that go by that I don't remember my baptism. But I've been preparing for this uh, sermon today, and I've been remembering it, remembering that I was baptized with more than water, but also with Holy Spirit, and with fire. I'd love for you to reflect on your baptism. Remember your baptism in this service today. And uh, we have a person, Helen Heston, who grew up in this church, a youth who came out of this church. She's now at the University of Texas, about 20, 21 years old. And she's challenging us each week in little vin uh, video clips. And hear her story as she remembers her baptism right here in this congregation. So I love baptism. Um, I have a little bit of an odd story, I guess. I was uh, baptized when I was 11. So a little bit older, but still pretty young as a child. Um, and I think in my experience, baptism, maybe like looking back on it more so than when it was actually happening, but was such a shifting moment for me. A lot changed. Um, I think of it a lot as reorientation. Like before that, my, um, my home and my family had been something else. And after my baptism, my home became the place where, um, yeah, my family is, and my family now are this community, this body of Christians that um, live our life together. And so that reorienting, I mean, obviously happened over uh, a span of time, but I have distinct memories of that moment feeling like I was encountering God for the first time. And as a young child, I mean, so powerful for me. It was actually in this space, so it's a little funny being back here and, and talking about it, but um, yeah, it's like probably one of, if not the most powerful moment I have in my memory as a child, like learning about faith. Um, but then also, I mean, I love remembering and practicing baptism with the community that I'm in now um, with small children and, and with adults and saying, uh, we welcome you into this community and we're here to support you and we're excited to see you grow in years and in faith. Um, and I think maybe that's challenging for me because every time we do a baptism, it makes me remember that first moment, that first uh, baptismal moment for me that has been so important um, in discovering my faith and making me uh, like enjoy that that moment and reflect on it, but then also uh, think about like, what does that continue to mean for me? Am I continuing to encounter God in that way? Um, am I like a joyful and in awe like I was that first time? Uh, I so yeah, I love baptism. <laughs> I had the seed of this message started back in June last summer. There's a meeting that Methodists have 
Once a year, it's called annual conference, and there's about 1,200 delegates, half clergy, half lay, and we gather in Corpus Christi, and we make decisions for this region of Texas. And one of the mornings, I went to a worship service that was hosted by a group called the Reconciling Ministries Network. This is a group that is fully inclusive of all people, especially people that are of other sexual orientations, not just heterosexual. So they were fully embracing. And the service that morning really got to me because we remembered our baptisms in that service. There's a couple of questions that you're going to address here in just a moment after this message today. And I remind you of these questions and, and what a powerful impact they had on me, hopefully on you. Let's see the questions. On behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? And I, yeah, yeah, and I had to address my own prejudice and how maybe I had been complicit and silent so many times when people were beat up upon or bullied because of their sexual orientation. And the second question, do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? And again, I had to come face to face with some of the barriers I had put up and some of my own prejudices, and not just in me, but in the church at general. Do, do you see how this is more than water, that it is about Holy Spirit and with fire? And so last Sunday, I came here to worship. And there's one Sunday school class in this church that's called the, uh, it's called the Journeys class. And they are our Reconciling Ministries Network class in this church. Just one class. But they are fully embracing, fully inclusive of everybody. Jay Brim, one of the members of the class, came up to me last Sunday. He said, we had a dinner this past week, and our class got together, and, and we said, we want to invite the rest of the congregation to join us, to be in prayer, to be in discernment about this whole church becoming reconciling. And I go, Holy Spirit and fire coming home to me and pushing on me and making me deal with things right here in this congregation. More than water, Holy Spirit and fire. And I'm remembering, maybe you do, about images of fire. In the book of Exodus, do you remember this? The Hebrew children there in the wilderness, what was leading them across the desert there? Pillar of fire. And it wasn't just aimless wandering, it was towards a promised land. And this is what the Holy Spirit and fire do still in our midst today, saying, I have more for you. I want to take you to my promised land. It's more than water we're baptized with. We're baptized with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So then Monday, I go to my accountability group. There's three other pastors that I visit with about twice a month. You'll find us over at La Model Inn at 7 a.m. And, and we ask that question, how's it with your soul? And, and we pray for one another. We are vulnerable with one another. And one of my pastor friends was talking about what he did on Christmas Eve. You know that time when we hold those candles, we, we take that light and we hold that little light up against the darkness of the world. And at his Christmas Eve service this year, he was recalling another Christmas Eve just a couple, three years ago. And at that Christmas Eve service, there was a man that was kind of hanging around waiting for the crowds to leave. And, and uh, once the crowds had kind of filtered away, this man came up to, to my friend, the pastor, and, and said, 
I'm a Muslim, and I wanted to come be with you Christians on your most holy day of the year. I wanted to come and say to you that we Muslims are people of peace. And my pastor friend saw the face of Christ in this Muslim man who came to worship with us. And I was reminded of Malachi, that very last book in the Old Testament where there's that imagery of fire that is a purifying fire that is refining us, getting rid of all that is impure, getting rid of our, some of our prejudices and, and pushing us to be inclusive of all kinds of people, not to be so scared, but to be more loving. And then I remembered again that I was baptized not just with water, but with Holy Spirit and with fire. And then Wednesday, I didn't get to go there. Wednesday night, I was doing something else at another church, uh, leading something. But, but uh, our chancel choir and some members of the handbell choir went to Safe Place. Safe Place, do you hear the name? It's been going on for quite a while here in the Austin area. It's where people go when they have been abused, when they are scared, when they've been hurt by words or by actions, sexual abuse, those kinds of things. I came home from my meeting and Kathy got to go to Safe Place and we got to kind of debrief a little bit. And I said, how'd that go? Kathy said, it was awesome. It was amazing, wonderful. She said, I was a little scared going in. There are gates, <laughs> Safe Place. She said, I had to sign three different forms uh, to get in. And they check IDs and, and they're very careful about who they let in. But our chancel choir and the handbill choir was going there to present what we did at Lessons and Carols to share the good news of the gospel in, in scripture and in song. And, and the songs were a lot of Spanish carols. And so our, our choir set up and, and people from the residences there, they, they start drifting in and they, they start filling the space there. And, and because some of them are native Spanish speakers. They join in singing the carols, and it's wonderful. We're becoming community together. And then at the close of what we presented there, Dr. Diana asked, it's Epiphany. It's the 12th day of Christmas. We can still sing Christmas carols tonight. And is there a Christmas carol that, that you would like for us to do with you? Little boy sitting right down front here in the center, he goes, can we sing Joy to the World? Do you get this joy to the world? In this context, in this place where you're trying to escape abuse, what's the first song that you want to sing? Joy to the world. Moment of baptism by Holy Spirit and fire, yes. And it just got better. Uh, can, can we sing the 12 days of Christmas? <laughs> And, and Jeff up here in the choir says, can we start with day 12 and just kind of work backwards, you know? No, no, no. We got to start with day, you know, and build up and then all this. And then there's a woman out here. She said, can we sing La Bamba? And the choir, they did real well in the first verse, but they didn't know the second verse. And the woman, she, she carries it. She's the solo on the second verse. And we all join in the chorus together, La Bamba. Holy Spirit and fire. You remember what happened in the book of Acts in the second chapter in the day of Pentecost? How we became community. We left our scared places. They were hiding in an upper room. But the Holy Spirit came and there was a powerful wind and there were flames on their heads, tongues of fire. And they became community. They became 
the church. We are baptized with more than water. We're baptized with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And then Thursday came along and I was up here for a dinner with some, some men talking about the walk to Emmaus, this, this three-day spiritual retreat where you go off and, and it's, it's coming up pretty soon. And, and there's some men that actually came and they would talk about their faith. Can you imagine that, men? Can you imagine that? Because, we, see, we're a little resistant. We, we, feelings? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Feelings? <laughs> Relationships? I don't talk. I don't go there. You know? And these men were doing it. You know, sometimes men were good at making the living, but not so great at making the life. We're, we're good at business. Do you hear it? Busyness. We're good at that, but not so good at these feelings and relationships, and especially our relationship with Christ. But David Graham was, was leading this night, and through barbecue and through uh, the movie City Slickers, <laughs> what's that one thing? You remember the movie? What's that one thing? And the men started to get in touch Oh, there's more than just uh, being busy and trying to make a living. What about meaning in my life? What about purpose? And there were four men that night that started signing those forms to go on this spiritual retreat, the walk to Emmaus. It's going to be February 18th through 21st. This is the commercial moment. Men, you can still go. There's still room for you to go. Some of you men who've been on the walk to Emmaus, can you just hold up your hand? Can you... These, these men around here, they can witness to this, how powerful that is about getting in touch with a true relationship with Christ. And I remember that night that we were baptized with more than water, but with Holy Spirit and with fire. And then Friday came along and I was going to another church. I'm, I'm consultant in human sexuality and I was doing Created by God at this other church on Friday night and Saturday. This, this other church does it for fourth and fifth graders and their parents. And so on Friday night, I was meeting the small group leaders, and, and one of them I've worked with five times before, and he's been a small group leader. And, and I said, Don, how's it going? He said, uh, just great. And he, he said, I have a story to tell you. I said, yeah, what, what is that, Don? He said, well, I was leaving work tonight, and one of my workmates, a friend there, said, uh, well, um, what are you doing this weekend? He said, you really want to know? <laughs> yeah, he said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be talking about human sexuality with fourth and fifth graders. And the parents, oh, oh, this man said. And he goes, oh. He said, you know, I have a 12-year-old. And my wife and I have been praying about how to talk about human sexuality with our 12-year-old. And tell me more about this. And Don was able to say, yeah, we have this great curriculum in the United Methodist Church, this created by God. And, and and, and if you can't come to this event, there are some other events you can come to around here. And, and I can tell you about the book. And this man said, my wife have, and I have been praying for an answer to talk about this subject with our child. You're the answer to our prayer. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit came with fire in that moment. And I remembered that I was baptized with more than water. By the way, Hillary up front here, we have created by God in two weeks' time, I believe, the last weekend of January, and she'd be happy to talk about that with you. We do it with fifth and sixth graders here. You can also go to our website. This is another paid commercial moment. Thank you. All right. And then Saturday, last night, I went to a quinceanera. It's just my third time to go to a quinceanera. 
This was at uh, someone's home, and it was just wonderful as this 15-year-old is celebrating becoming a young woman, a member of this church. And she's just growing in such precious ways. And we got to celebrate with her family and with her friends. And we got to lay hands on her and pray for her and bless her. And what got me is when I walked into that house in the room, you know what the first thing I saw was? There's a big screen TV and there was just a fire going on. It's, it's, you know, the fireplace that you, you, know, you could do on the video. And that's what was happening. And I go, yes, I'm in the right place. I'm remembering that we're baptized, not just with water, but with Holy Spirit and with fire. Remember your baptism. Remember that you've been baptized with more than water, but with Holy Spirit and with fire. That's the good news I have to share with you this day. Amen.